We live in the age of technology overload. We're always on, we're always reachable. Rarely do we get to experience the joy of solitude or the respite of nature. I'm John Stapp, the CEO and founder of Getaway. We're on a mission. We want to give people the time, the space, and the permission to just be off. Welcome back to the Getaway Podcast. This is season two. Today, we're talking relationships. You'll be hearing from several Getaway guests about what happened when they took a break from the daily grind with their loved ones. Now, as you might guess, I go on a lot of getaways, and I usually take my partner, Michael, with me. Taking a significant risk, our third date was actually to a getaway cabin. Layering on even more risk, it happened to be my birthday. We sat by the campfire, we had some bourbon, we wondered how it was going to turn out, and that night we fell for each other. Three years later, our getaways look a little different. He allows me to work, obsessing over the cabin and the land, but only for an hour. After that, we have to do the getaway thing. We have to unplug and relax. He literally sets a timer to limit my working time, just to keep things above board. I find that it's so easy to fall into routines and relationships, whether it's with yourself, with a partner, or with a family member. You can see your boyfriend every night and not really connect with him. Life is hectic, and the truth is we don't always have the time to nurture our relationships in the way we'd like to. A lot of folks have told me that they use Getaway to celebrate. A loved one coming back from the service, a birthday, an engagement. And I think it's really wonderful that people use the space to mark these milestones. But to me and in my own experience with Michael, the real celebration is in finding those moments you can't schedule. You might be able to schedule around a birthday, but you can't schedule the conversation that happens around the campfire. Like the moment the conversation turns from Netflix recommendations and what you're going to have to eat, to your dreams, your aspirations, or your vulnerabilities. It's about tucking phones away and committing to a longer dialogue that isn't punctuated by push notifications. Conversations you may or may not realize you need to have. In this episode, you're going to hear from a few different guests about what conversations they had during their getaways and how it affected their own relationships. I'll let them take it from here. Um, Hi, I'm Elise. I um, work in advertising, living in New York, and um, you can usually find me eating something delicious. My name is Sarah Wickham. I'm turning 30 this year, and I'm a unit coordinator at a school in Boston for kids that have social-emotional needs, and I'm in charge of the middle school floor and oversee counselors that work with the kids. Hi, my name is Rosette. I'm a photo editor and photographer based in Los Angeles. Was that good? Yeah, my name is Erin. I'm from Virginia. I am a mom, a wife. I am a constant learner and someone who also loves to share cool things when I find them. This is uh, Laura McKenzie. I am a 30-year-old artist that lives in Cleveland, and I'm a mother of two. Hey, this is Haley. I'm a producer on this podcast. Like John said, Each and every one of the people you just met have taken one or more of their closest relationships on a getaway. Their stories are all different, but what you'll notice about them is that they all have this common theme of tackling a hard conversation, or a conversation they just hadn't had the time or space to have. And each person 
had wildly different outcomes after these conversations. After all, most of us have experienced the distinct pain of suddenly being alone with a boyfriend or girlfriend and realizing, maybe this isn't working out. But what does that conversation look like when you aren't at dinner on Tuesday and instead are camping alone together in a tiny cabin, when there is no exit strategy? Sarah has been on getaways alone, with friends, and with family, so she's really seen it all. About a year ago, she took her boyfriend with her for a romantic weekend recharge. But things didn't go the way she envisioned. A lot of rollovers and harsh goodnights. <laughs> Bitter goodnight. I was like, don't touch that. That says, welcome Sarah. That's me. Go back to bed. I will say it's not negative feedback for you guys, but it is a small space if you're not happy with the other person. In fact, the whole experience made Sarah realize that maybe she and her boyfriend just weren't right for each other. Yeah, I wanted to get out and explore and he didn't, and he just wanted to stay put. So I went down that, that forest path by myself, and he just didn't do anything the entire time. No adventure whatsoever. And we did. And I was like, nope, can't do it. You need to be able to at least go for a walk with me. <laughs> right? Ladies, really hard standards here. Okay, picture yourselves here. You've geared up for this weekend away, and now you're stuck. You realize that the partner you were having fun with in the city doesn't translate with some time away. Do you sit and mope? Leave early? Have a miserable stay? Instead of counting the experience as a net negative one, Sarah enjoyed the unexpected moment to just spend time with herself. So I did go to the Blastery Brewery, and then I went for, I think that's what it's called, it's like something like that. Um, and then I went down, took a walk down the road to the forest, and I want to say at the time there was like a chicken coop. <laughs> You know, I like, I have pictures from it, but I'm by myself, like selfie, I guess. I don't know. I just want to make sure I knew I was here. And then I went to the store and I got myself this big New York strip steak. Because <laughs> it was kind of like, excuse my language, but like an F you, watch me do it up. <laughs> so, you know, I had my bottle of wine, my strip steak. I did kebabs with veggies. And I just left a plate for him next to the bed. And yeah, I was collecting just like, Little stupid, you know, not stupid, but stones and, like, rustic weeds. And <laughs> he was kind of just face down in the bed. And I just had myself a great time to just be like, hey, sure, you can do that, but look how much fun I'm having. <laughs> it was so immature. I was happy as a clam. I did everything I came to do. So it kind of forced me to go explore things that I probably wouldn't have done just with the... <laughs> With the city life and working in a tougher kind of more stressful job, my self-care is going out and needing a break. So the quiet of the woods, to be honest with you, after working with middle school students, is very relaxing. Very much my self-care. Now, nobody panic. Sarah and her boyfriend did break up after their getaway experience, but are back together and very happy. It's funny because we're back together and we've been dating and I live with him now. So we're all good. That's why I'm happy to talk about it. <laughs> Don't add that if that's not spicy enough, though. Whether it's walking a nature trail alone or having a relationship-defining conversation, it's important to strip away the distractions and see what happens. Life is best when we're present, when we're considering who and what is in front of us with intention. Elise and her now-husband are childhood sweethearts, in love with each other, but not with the idea of marriage. This was the question they ended up unpacking on their getaway. To tie the knot or not, here's Elise. 
<laughs> so my husband, now husband and I have been on and off since we were 14. So <laughs> I met him in middle school and we started dating in high school, you know, but I was never really that into getting married as such. Weddings aren't really my thing. <laughs> um, so we struggled because we obviously were committed to each other. But when one person especially is like very demotivated by the idea of something that normal people are striving <laughs> for, it makes it hard to try to figure out what the heck it is we're going to do. The idea of a wedding for both of us was just like too much. So we kind of abandoned it, but when we were in the getaway house, I think we were able to, for the first time, stop and sit and talk about it versus like kind of we would, we would sometimes approach it in passing and be like, yeah, too much right now especially with marriage and especially when you're in a committed relationship, there's this feeling sometimes that you're on a conveyor belt of like societal norms that you just kind of like for better or worse, I feel like you kind of just get on and it's really hard to get off. So we've always been conscious in our relationship to not be conveyor belt people, um, which is I think why I was so hesitant to get engaged in the first place because I think so much can happen by way of just taking that step and then all of a sudden you're buying a dress and all of a sudden you got the venue and whatever it is. Even beyond that, I mean, we've always been questioning, like, why is marriage even a thing? <laughs> what, what does that mean for us? And I remember spending a lot of that time at the getaway house talking about it. I mean, is monogamy normal? Is, you know, are humans meant for this? Are we ready for this? What about our friends? Um, to date, we've both maintained a lot of independence. Like, he goes to concerts by himself all the time, which my parents, like, do not understand why we're not together <laughs> consistently. I spend a lot of weekends with my girlfriends, like, doing tradition. We have all these, like, friendship traditions we do. So I feel like I remember a lot of the conversation kind of was us taking stock of those choices and feeling really good about them. Instead of really talking about like, you know, what's the venue? Who do we want there? We instead talked about like, what is our vibe? What would we want? Why, like, why would we be getting married in the first place? And I feel like some of the conversations we had in that kind of, you know, structured space where we were allowed to just hang out with each other <laughs> and think about what we want um, and focus on ourselves. We came to the conclusion that, you know, at the end of the day, all we really wanted was our family there and we wanted it to be about us and we wanted it to be in a place that we love. And, you know, it ended up being that for us, which actually had, we, we couldn't have planned the way we ended up getting married, but the kind of tone was set and we had committed and at like that much to each other, which made it all the difference when we ended up having this crazy, weird 24 hour wedding planning, which we ended up doing. <laughs> In March, unfortunately, his grandfather got put on hospice. He was a lovely 98-year-old man, lived such a long and beautiful and healthy life. Um, spurred us to kind of say, like, wait, should we just get married <laughs> this weekend? Within the Friday night, we had secured a rabbi, decided to get married in his grandparents' living room. 30 of our closest friends and family were ready to just leave whatever it was they were gonna do. And we set up a tiny little like seating arrangement in the living room, and it was the warmest, coziest, sweetest thing. Like Elise and Scott, Erin and her husband ended up at Getaway because they needed some time alone, away from the stressors of everyday life. Erin's husband was dealing with chronic back pain, and she had taken on a caregiver role in their relationship. Things were feeling more transactional than romantic, and they were thinking about commitment, but more along the lines of, should we even still be in this relationship? Here's Erin. You know, before we went on the getaway, uh, we hardly spoke to each other, and when we did, it was yelling, 
and being very short with each other, being very impatient with each other. You know, I work all day and you don't, you know, I'll be honest, you know, pretty resentful. And I'm pretty sure that he, you know, in his day-to-day dealings was pretty depressed, not very happy, you know, definitely came across when we interacted with each other. You know, and I hate to say it, but, you know, kind of on the verge of of a separation, to be honest, because it had gone on like that for such a long time. Because of the, you know, difference in getaway, and by meaning difference, that he took the time to, you know, kind of let me know how he was feeling, the reasons why, why he was, you know, answered things the way he did. He, he just had a lot of explanations and a, and a lot of time to let me know about his feelings. In the same way with me, we just, we had more time to, to really kind of talk to each other about the way we were feeling. During that time, you could really see things change, like there was more cooperation when we were fixing dinner together. It, it was easier. It seemed, you know, that stress seemed to come off of both of us. Yeah, it's not perfect, but, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot better than it, than it was. What we had kind of talked about at the getaway house ended up coming to fruition in a way we couldn't have planned, but I think have, like it felt so right for us because we had already established that, and then we were just like, yeah, we're this is happening, we're in, this is actually better than anything we could have ever wanted. It's like for the right reasons, with the people we love, for each other. And I feel like all of the hullabaloo around weddings can be so stressful and um, can drive a lot of stress and wedges and families and... Um, we had the pleasure of just making it all about what it's supposed to be about, which is about each other and family. And so I feel like it's like the start to our relationship that we needed. We want to have conversations like this and we want to be free to do whatever it is we need to do like, and not um, allow that kind of conveyor belt mentality to take over, um, unbeknownst to us. And that's what it was. It was really just us grounding ourselves in why we like each other and why we what we'd want to build together versus it being about the wedding and about the thing. Life doesn't have to be so complicated. It can be as easy as remembering to recharge and talk to the human that you've chosen to spend a lot of time with. Amazing how that can be so like nourishing <laughs> when that probably just should be what it is in the first place. We just really got to relax and talk to each other, which we hadn't really done in a really long time, and connect, and it sounds kind of hokey, but it's, it's so true. It was, it's just so good for your soul. It's just you and your partner and nature, and as, as crazy as it sounds, it's just a, a winning combination. You know, we didn't, we didn't do anything else. We didn't go anywhere else. We just rested. We just simply just kind of took time to to reconnect that was really important that was really really helpful and and like I said things things really changed you know on that trip and 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 still you know it's been a few months since we've been back and the connection is is as strong as it as it was seemed to have much more cooperation together much more thoughtfulness between each other of understanding where that person was coming from and I understand if you had a bad day and I understand if, you know, you answer a certain certain way, I understand what's behind it now. And before that didn't happen, it was just being short, you know, not taking the other person's feelings into consideration. This really just let us get our feelings out on the table. And I say that that's, that's what's changed and, and we're much kinder 
to each other right now. So despite the differences in these three stories, I think they have a lot in common. All three of these couples left their comfort zones, committed to experiencing something new, and had the conversations they needed to have with each other, even if those conversations weren't easy. I'm in school for social work, and I, you know, I work with all the emotions, so this is a little cheesy, but I think it's true. I think when um, you're kind of forced to be bored, you, you kind of... And it, I don't know if I'd use the word bored, maybe isolated. You take away all your distractions and it kind of forces you to really kind of see if your relationships are strong and you do find things about the other one because when you get bored, you're willing to talk about anything. So something about just like sitting around being like, we've got nothing on the agenda. What do you guys want to do? Just sit around and it opens the dialogue up a lot. So many guests have amazing stories of reconnecting with a parent, a group of friends, or their children. And those moments of familial togetherness are just as important. Making space for unscheduled family time can be so affirming. Not because anyone's in crisis mode, but simply because it feels good to spend quality time with the people who love you. Whether it's the family you were born with or the family that you chose. Guests Lauren and Rosette each chose to spend time with family members during their getaways. For Lauren... It was a moment to really enjoy and celebrate her son Dylan's 11th birthday. When we have kids and our identity ebbs and flows between person and parent, it can sometimes feel like we are the actions we take. Shuffling the kids from here to there, putting food on the table. And it's easy to just overlook these real moments of humanity in ourselves and in our kids. For no other reason than we just get busy. Here's Lauren. So my husband and I, we've been separated for about a year now, and we moved up here from South Florida about three years ago. We don't have family here, and we moved up here for my youngest son, Keaton, um, for school. For um, It's a, an autism school here. So, you know, he went to bed, and um, we had this moment. We haven't spent a lot of time in the last year together as a family, but, uh, you know, my ex-husband and I and our eldest son, Dylan, we went outside, and um, we were laying on the hood of my car. And um, we were looking at stars, and we saw I, I saw my first shooting star. And my son started talking about, you know, the universe and spirituality, and it just was like, you know, he was his eleventh birthday, and it was crazy to me how much the conversation, but the conversations are starting to change. And I just remember feeling very grateful for that moment and to have this space that like was safe, and also to have this moment with my kid where we're like literally laying there and looking at the stars and being out in the woods and feeling safe, but being able to have this, I mean, it's not, but like have this super magical moment with my kid and we're just staring at the stars and having this conversation. I mean, mundane or not, I mean, it just, it was incredible. Like it, it makes me still like super, super emotional to have had that moment with him. As moms, you get lost in the everyday. And I feel like for me, that was what was super special about our time together was all the conversations that had when we were there because we were able to unplug and just be completely present and just share the stuff that we were going through. And it was it was really, really nice. For Rosette, the cabin provided a space to let someone she's already really close with know just how important they are to her. My mom and I are super close. We text all the time. We have a very, very close relationship because um, it's my mom, me, and my sister. When in, in the Philippines, the three of us would just, you know, do everything together. And when we moved to the U.S., 
it kind of changed that dynamic because now, you know, we, I got married, I live with my husband, I don't live with her anymore. So this trip was kind of my attempt to try to relive those days when we lived together and we just spent all time, all the time together. I was so, so surprised at how um, willing she was. Like immediately she said yes, because usually my mom is a little bit more, she's not as adventurous as I am, I think. And I was kind of afraid that she was beginning to think that just because we moved to the US that I was going to start, you know, acting differently where I would just be completely independent of her and not want to spend any time with her. And I just wanted to reassure her that, you know, whenever I get a chance, I still want to do all these things with you. And it ended up being such a great experience. Um, she kept thanking me after for taking her on that trip with me. Um, even after, like a day after, she still texted me. She was like, thank you so much for taking me. When I asked Rosette, what memory or moment stuck out to her about this trip with her mom. She told me a story about boiled peanuts, an unscheduled moment that's beautiful, simple, and that helped a mother and daughter feel close in a different way than their normal daily chats. We brought a bunch of boiled peanuts with us. It's like my favorite snack and she prepared it for the trip. So us reheating the, the boiled peanuts. Okay, so a little bit of background, my stepdad made them instead of her and he doesn't like salt so it's very unseasoned so we spent probably like two hours resalting, heating it up tasting it put more salt in so in between of us doing that we were also just chatting and like talking and then we'll take a pause and check the peanuts again <laughs> so that's like my most fun memory from that because you know because our schedule was so free just the, the luxury of having two hours to just do that and also not be worried that we were losing time. I feel like it sounds so mundane, but to me, it's my favorite memory of that whole getaway. This week, try checking in on a loved one you haven't spoken to in a while, whether it's a friend, a family member, or even yourself. See where the conversation goes. And if you're ready to book your own getaway, you can go to our site and enter the promo code MOMENTS at checkout for $20 off your stay. We're always happy to have you. You can listen to The Getaway Podcast and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.